0: I hope you said great. I'm doing great. Wow, the week's almost over. Tomorrow night we'll mark our usual thing with Nancy Matt's, and that's great because it's Friday, and it's always something to look forward to. I got a spot on my t-shirt. Look at that. You never know. It's paint. I craft a lot. Anyway, I want to thank you guys all for coming tonight. Uh, My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team uh, based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state. and What that means is that if you think you might have something paranormal going on, we can get to you. It might take us a while because it's a big state, but we can get to you. And if we can't, I have I have mediums on the team who can do remote work. So it's a win-win, right? Anyway, I want to welcome you all to the show tonight. Um, this is going to be for this season. Right now, this is our 100th and 25th show for this year already. And uh, you know, because we, st- we we looped our year to September, it was when we started. So, yeah, we're on 125 shows right now at this point for season three. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, if you're watching from Facebook and uh, if you like what you see, please hit that like button. And if you haven't done so uh, yet, uh, follow us, cause we're looking for followers, right? And you can find us on all the California Haunts pages on Facebook. You can find it under my name on Facebook um, as well. And plus, we're on Twitter, so we're Cal we're Haunts on Twitter. And I try to remember all these things. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am uh Ghosty Gal on Instagram, it's all lowercase. Also, you can find me you find know, find me and find find this on TikTok, and that is California Haunts. So that's all lowercase as well. And we're also on Twitch, so we're everywhere, we're everywhere. I probably forgot somebody. That's just how it is. Anyway, I want to thank you guys. Oh, yes, YouTube. Okay, thank you for reminding me. My producer reminded me that it's YouTube too. See, it's just a lot going on today. And if you're watching from YouTube tonight, or you happen to find our YouTube, our YouTube is uh, youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. All right? And if you happen to be watching from YouTube tonight, there's a little ghost. Let me get the little button. There we go. Point my finger. There's a little ghost uh, down there in the bottom right-hand corner, and you'll see him with a magnifying glass a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Click on him, and a red subscribe button will come up. We have nearly 550 shows over there. And there's also some videos from investigations sitting over there. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, because I'm a journalist I like to vary my topics so it's not always about ghosts and stuff there's there's, there's other stuff in there as well just like tonight we're going to be talking astrology and uh, and, and 20, what you know what's happening for 2023 I like to vary stuff so I think there's something in there that everybody would like you know if it's not one video it might be two videos three videos my guest tonight Jeff Harmon it's interesting when I did you know I've I've, I've over the years I've had a lot of guests I've had a lot of guests on my show, and you guys got to remember, you know, for I uh, for years and years, I was on Block Talk Radio. I hosted a show on Block Talk Radio before we changed to this format three years ago, and I was doing my research on, on Jeff Harmon, and sure enough, he pops up. Jeff Harmon was on my show seven years ago when I was on Blog Talk, so that's kind of cool, right? That's really cool, and I didn't even realize it until I did the research, you know, to, to check check his background and stuff but he was on my show when when i was doing when i was doing the show on block talk so it's kind of cool to have him on i'm really excited about it so tonight he 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 has a unique type of astrology that he uses that he he utilizes so we're going to maybe ask him about that and plus you know what we're only in what we're in february right now so we're only in what a month and a half this year so it would be interesting if we could ask him about 2023 and see what he you know what he forecasts coming up for 2023 because I know a lot of people are interested in that especially after what we all went through you know for the last couple of years right right okay well anyway without further ado I'm going to bring him in so here we go
1: all right hello sir hello there again how are you
0: good good to have you back seven right. years oh my see it's a
1: long time that's yeah. a long time they call it the seven-year itch, right? Yeah. You get an itch after seven That's years.
0: That's really cool. I, you know, I did some Googling, and there was a, it was. on California Hots radio blog talk, and I went.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that. That was a long time ago. That was yeah, seven that was, years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So how are you, sir?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm
0: Fantastic. Really good. For people that don't know you, tell us about you.
1: Well, I mean, I got started in this game a long time ago. Um, I think it was back in the 60s. I was sleeping uh, in my bed and I had two little, I actually had three little pet rabbits. No, they were pet guinea pigs and rabbits. That's right. I had guinea pigs and rabbits. And I dreamt that my little guinea pig had died and it was laying on its side, you know? So all of a sudden, I jumped out of bed. I ran down two flights of stairs because we were on the third floor up there. And I go out in the backyard and there's the guinea pig laying exactly like it was. You know, I was just a little kid. And my mother said, I told her about the dream. She goes, you astral traveled. I said, wow, that's really cool. What's that, mom? You know, so my mom was really an amazing lady. She was into astrology. That's how I got into astrology was from my mother. Mm -hmm and um you know very uh, i was actually born at a very early age too she told me but uh, that's that's a joke but uh, in in all seriousness uh she was very good at introducing me to the paranormal world cuz she was always interested in things you know she was into uh, medicine she was started out as an lpn then became an rn and you know, uh, I think I ended up almost at a nurse practitioner. She was a specialist in hemodialysis. Oh, and then when the, the 70s came around, you know, I started driving cars and, you know, I was like Dukes of Hazard where I grew up. It was northern Wisconsin. And, you know, I think I drove semis before I drove cars. And, uh, you know, I would go out with the girlfriends and she would peg them to the T and I'd go, well, You know, this is a little more than mother's intuition. I said, "What are you doing here?" And she goes, "Well, I got their charts." You know, I said, "Come on, that stuff doesn't work." You know, astrology. I said, "Come, does it really work?" And she's like, "We better check it out before you knock it." And I did, and that's when I went, "Okay, you know, this, you know, you got my attention here," because I started getting really into technical stuff. You know, and I was—I always loved music and science and electronics. I used to have a recording studio and did forensics work, all kinds of stuff. And the more I started looking at astrology, I go, whoa, wait a minute. This really is a science. It's a science of the soul. And it's a science of very, you know, you could say, extra, you know, paranormal forces that are always going on on this planet. And then uh, as time bore on, you know, we, we got past PC, which was before computers. And then by the late 70s, we thought we were pretty cool with the Commodore 64. Remember those? And then we got I the 128. <laughs> your your iPhone has and your Droid has about 100 times more power than any of those things. Had. I, had the t-
0: I had the Tandy computer. Okay, that doesn't tell you All something. All right. right
1: Good it for gets, you. What
0: was the you it? 8 megabytes. device. <laughs>
1: Yeah, There you go. Exactly. It was like nothing, you know? So um, we were casting charts by hand. And then I, I got into this, you know, not to get into my whole life story, but I got into a lot of really fun stuff in the 80s and the 90s. I just really had a blessing of getting exposed to many different types of astrology, the Vedic astrology, the Nadi astrology, location astrology, in particular things like interrogation astrology. Many people may have heard of horary astrology. I hate that word. It's it's a Latinized term that really just means asking questions. It's really useful in hauntings and paranormal stuff. I, I get hired sometimes to do a lot of different really interesting clearings and um, some pretty nasty stuff, I might add. I've actually gotten sick from it, and I'm very careful when I go into it. And I use interrogation astrology to assess it. Um, in other words, you can just cast a chart and say, is this person, house, place, whatever you want, you're looking at, possessed? You know, And you can see it very, very clearly. And then um, another type of astrology is called electional astrology. Now, um, I, I just put up a YouTube um, video just before I, I came on the show here tonight. And it's about that, that the planets, can the planets actually have good and evil? If you go to my YouTube channel, Jeff Harmon, Astrologer Astrology, you'll, you'll see it. It's the latest one up. And we talk a lot about the soul, and there's a lot of videos on there about the disincarnate souls we call them ghosts right and or errant souls the hebrews called them mazals which is an errant evil mad soul you know those are the bad go- ghosts right you know? so um anyways fun stuff that's how i got into it
0: fantastic fantastic and 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 what is your favorite type of astrology to do
1: i like them all um i, I really have to say um i i've probably been down enough cul-de-sacs in astrology. It's gone on almost 47 years now that I really can say I've I've been, you know, studying it. And before that, you know, it was a curiosity. But um, I would say I really love the Vedic astrology and the Nadi for the soul, for looking at the path of the soul and reincarnational things. And I really enjoy the Egyptian Chaldean, which kind of matriculated up into the medieval, we call it classical or traditional astrology, Mm -hmm. for other types of things like elections and interrogations. And I also love location astrology. It's absolutely amazing. I do that in readings every day for people. And you know, the world is so crazy right now. I mean, ever since the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, COVID, uh, that came in the last couple of years... I mean, life has been insane, and people have really had their lives turned upside down. And even more than COVID, we see what's happening right now in the world. You know, they're they're bringing the climate change ruse upon us. They're bringing the, you know, whole movement here for transhumanism. And we've we've entered a new era as of the winter solstice of two thousand twenty. Um, I, I actually was. Uh, on Coast to Coast years ago, George was asking me, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? And I said, not a, not a single thing. I said, I can't come up with anything with the Mayan calendar. So what, what I'm worried about and most concerned is 2020 forward. And the reason why we had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you literally could have set your watch to it when COVID broke up. I, my my jaw dropped. I, I knew something was really big going to happen, and it did right exactly on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And for anybody listening, the Saturn Pluto opposition bought us 9 11. Remember that one when the buildings came down like sparklers and building right. seven came right. the, and then and then uh, from Jet Fuel and then, um, uh, nine uh, the next one, of course, then we had the Iraq Wars and the Mideast and all the Patriot Acts and all the other things that they stuck in there, that, mm-hmm. which was the real goal. And then we had the Saturn Pluto Square, which crashed the banks when they federalized all the major banking institutions and then. COVID. And those are the big marker points that have at least been recent in the last 25 years. So I knew that was coming. And then the one I'm speaking about on the winter solstice is a different type of astrology that is goes all the way back to the cataclysms such as the flood of Noah. Um, there's something called the Great Conjunctions, and this is very ancient astrology. And the Great Conjunctions was always known as the time that Saturn and Jupiter joined in the very first degree of a fire trine, which is Aries, particularly the first, they call it the first bounds of Aries in the Egyptian zodiac. And it's amazing because the world changes on that. Well, that's exactly what happened right when George Washington and the revolutionary army was forming. And of course, the founding fathers of this country were creating the United States of America. And uh, that That great conjunction was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And I think it's safe to say we have seen one heck of a bunch of change in the last 240 years since then. We've gone from horses and buggies to steam engines, trains, and (laughs) high-tech computers. Now they want to put them in your head. And uh, on the winter solstice, we had the next one. See, about every, it's not exact, but approximately every 240 to 250 years, we get what they call a a mutation conjunction. It's kind of a weird word, but those are the sub-conjunctions, and that's what happened. We are now in a high-tech accelerated era, like I think is going to blow our minds. It's not the Aquarian age. A lot of astrologers Feel we're in the Aquarian age, and I'm not here to tell anybody what we are or aren't, but I don't believe that. I, I don't. Does it feel like the Aquarian age to you? <laughs> Tune in Klaus Schwab sometime. Tell me if it feels like the Aquarian age <laughs> or the WEF Forum. Just go sit in on that one for a few minutes. Tell me if you think you're in the Aquarian. But, anyways, the bottom line is um, it, it's a high tech era. It was in the first tropical degrees of Aquarius. And I think that's why a lot of people feel it's the Aquarian age. Uh-huh. Uh, and and th- we're going to see the world become like Minority Report. It's already moving in that direction. Uh-huh. And um, you, you, we see the fascism moving in. We see the uh, the encroachment of the whole world that we used to know fading away. They're trying to shut down petrochemicals. The whole, you know, petrochemical industry is under attack. And, you know, if they were providing dilithium crystals, like the Starship Enterprise had, or hydrogen, like I know they have, uh, the government's been running around on cracked hydrogen for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're running a lot of drones on that, I've heard. And um, so we have alternatives, but they're not bringing them out. So, what are they doing? They're trying to literally bring in fascism. That's it's uh it's a high-tech fascism. They want chips in your forehead, digital currencies in your pocket, and uh, they want you to own nothing and be happy about it. And um, it's kind of scary. It is that, kind of scary. That's a haunting right there.
0: <laughs> it, is a ha- yeah. it is scary <laughs> we,
1: we communists haunting our world. <laughs> They're worse than the demons.
0: Every time I go shopping with cash, they make faces. You know, anymore because they just don't—they just don't want to take cash anymore.
1: That's right. That's right. And why would they be doing this, you know, without providing, you know, a a little like, like a quantitative easing into a new world would be nice, but they're not wanting to do that. They're jacking the prices up everywhere. I was just talking to several people in trucking company industries, insurance industries, and they're all saying, we don't know if the private carriers are going to be in business much more. And if you turn off diesel fuel in the United States of America or Europe, we won't eat. Unless you've got a garden in your backyard, um, right. you won't eat because um, everything gets, including the fuel, gets to every outlet in society by trucks. And of course, trains are critical too. It's one of the most economical ways. And it, they all run on diesel fuel. And even though Elon Musk has got the electric, you know, semis out there, let's face it, that's a minority compared oh. to what's out there. You know? So, they're jacking up the price of everything. And then you got the Fed turning off the faucet so that you can't get money easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's some weird things going on right now. What do you see happening? I mean, we're already into February. So what do you foresee happening? I mean, well, we just talked about that obviously, but what else do you see happening?
1: Well, the, the United States has a birth chart just like we do. And, most astrologers kind of agree that the true beginning of the United States was the Declaration of Independence. That's really when they stuck a stake in the ground and said, that's it. We're we're declaring independence. We're going to war, and we're going to become a sovereign nation. And, you know, other people have used other charts, but I find that one's pretty doggone accurate. And that birth chart, I can tell you, is mirroring what I'm seeing right now. The United States is going through what we call a Pluto return. And a lot of people might listen to this and say, yeah, but Pluto's not a planet anymore. And I would beg to say that my observation of Pluto, even though I'm primarily a Vedic astrologer, is it's very, very powerful. You know, there's three things that come in small packages. One is C4, the other one's dynamite, and Anthony Fauci. If you use any one of them, you're going to be in big trouble. So I, I always say Pluto has a lot of power. It really does. And my observations in location astrology is extremely powerful. And the here's a good example. The Roman Empire, uh, which was, for most historians, somewhere around 30 BC started. It divided. It actually kind of split up and divided at the first Pluto return, which was right between 240 and 250 years. It completely dissolved in the second one. So the United States, and this isn't the Roman times anymore. Now we're really, you know, we're in a very accelerated, high-tech world. And the United States has that going on. Plus it also has a number of other very powerful progressions and people might say, well, what's that? Because that's what I said when I first heard. It. Progressions are whenever a birth chart happens, either in a human being or a city or a place, You each rotation of the earth is called primary motion. It's just a fancy term for the rotation of the earth. And if you're a flat earther, it's still the celestial cycle of the diurnal nocturnal cycles. So the bottom line is each day equals a year. Well, how old is the United States? It's 246 years old and some change, right? As of last uh, July 4th. Right. So the primary directions that are going on right now on the United States this year, between now and the end of November, if I could share the screen, I would show you, but it's stunning. Um, in fact, you can go on my YouTube video. I, I show that on there. Jeff uh, Farmer, okay. astrologer, And um, you can see the graphics. But I can tell you, we're going to see quite potentially, a lot of violence and unrest. I would not be surprised if we see some serious terror attacks. Um, I I know a lot of things are coming across the border and uh, that aren't just who they tell us. And um, some very dangerous times in the United States. One other thing I would mention is we have an aspect called a Neptune square Mars transit that's actually completing this right at the end of this month, beginning of next, so it's right around the seventeenth of, of March, and people might say, "Well, what does that mean?" Well, to give you an idea, right before the Civil War in eighteen sixty-one, we had that same series of aspects. This one's more powerful, and I'm not saying we're going to get a Civil War, or anything like that one, mm-hmm. but civil unrest and trickery is very likely to be, and this is why we're seeing. The dystopia of these governors, the district attorneys, uh, and and the crime and the increase in the infrastructure and the just literal cancerous destruction of our major cities. And it's way worse than people think. I mean, just turn on the news and, you know, I'm hearing just violent crime everywhere. And it's really sad. Um, and this is a very of destructive force. And this is exactly what was in play, even though it was on a smaller scale right before the Civil War. If you look at the political unrest that was going on, it was really quite formidable in the history books. And we've got that going on right now. And the Civil War broke out, Just, I think it was about three or four months after that astrological aspect in the 1860s. So I expect this summer, and I hope I'm wrong. I I hope I come back on your show sometime and you say, Jeff, you were wrong. Because I want to be wrong about this. I do not want to see violence. I do not want to see unrest and riots. But it's really, the astrology shows, that is a high probability.
0: Wow. Wow. Let me ask you. How can uh, the stars and the planets control stuff that goes on here uh, that, that goes on on the earth? I mean, I know the moon and the sun, you know, control the tides and all that goes on, but can you kind of explain how that all works?
1: Well, yeah, and and that's a I get asked that question a lot. In fact, that's one of the videos we just put up. It's really believed in seeing the ancient Egyptians. Uh, The rabbis, too, and I also might mention the Vedic or Vedantic stuff, which is Mm -hmm. very, very ancient, all said the planets are literally hierarchical portals of angelic forces. Scientists laugh at this stuff. They go, well, wait a minute. You know, the gravity of Saturn is less than the man in in the delivery room delivering the baby, right? How could it have any effect on us? Well, they're looking on the wrong channel. It's not gravity. It's not all the magnetics everyone thinks and all that stuff. It's really very deep. And I don't think we can measure it. It's angelic forces. Um, that That's what I said back in the 70s. I said, come on, how can this stuff work? You know? And then I started looking into it. And I mean, in my life, I have seen repeatedly progressions and transits. It's so accurate, it's creepy. Um, In Vedic astrology, there's a lunar mansion that surrounds the Earth, and the theory, see, the the word etheric energy, this is the same thing that ghosts, see, when we exit these meat suits called bodies, how can even the consciousness stay maintained, right? Because, you know, science will tell you, well, your gray matter, your brain just decayed, right? It's it's rotting in the grave with worms in it. How could you have any thoughts anymore? Well, consciousness and planets and stars and angels and spirits and demonic forces don't need bodies. And this is what's interesting. Even though it's quite fascinating, planets have bodies. they got quite big ones too. Um, They're gigantic, you know spheres rolling around the solar system and the flat earthers dispute that they think they're reflections right. which you know I'll give them their due you know hey uh, I'm open minded but my my opinion is that um the galaxies are real and uh even though we may be in some kind of a fish tank here that's a possibility mm-hmm. I I really believe you know they're not making up all these myriads of galaxies what one of the best texts about this Um, is is the Puranas in India. Uh, The Bhagavad Gita has something to say about it. The Upanishads are very well known. Uh, I think a text that I really mention a lot in one of my videos on my YouTube channel is it's called the Sharar Hagilgam. And Sharar in Hebrew means gate and Hagilgam means cycling of the souls. And um, it's a profound text and it, it mirrors a lot of the ancient Chaldean and Egyptian practices, too. And that is they knew that, that literally thoughts are elemental forces. We emit them out of the third eye chakra. And life creates an elemental force in the auric field layers, we, we have this thing, but then we have the what they call etheric double, which is the next layer out. And they say there's four layers that go out. It's really deep stuff. And these texts speak to that. In fact, many of the Nadi and Vedic texts say that we keep reincarnating here until the, they call them samskaras. In the West, we call them elementals. Um, and, and you know their attachments to the aura that seem to be interblended with the lower fourth hierarchy of fallen spirits here We're actually intertwined with that they say. And the planets seem to be, multi-dimensional portal switches that are operating not on frequencies, even though there are frequencies to the planets. A lot of people have gongs and bowls, and I agree with that. They they are. Those lower frequencies do resonate with the planets. Yeah. They may be harmonics, but um, the stuff that's going on on souls seems to be really, really high divine stuff, far beyond, I think any scientific instrument is going to fully uh, you know, understand you know, or be measurable. Uh, a friend of mine who just passed away, people may have heard of him. His name was Dr. Claude Swanson. and I really like Claude. He wrote a book. He was on coast to coast. He was on a lot of radio shows. It was uh, called the synchronized universe. And um he, he was really one of the first hard, hard scientists to come out of DARPA and the government and break off and say, "Well, let's really take a good close look at all this paranormal stuff and see, you know, are these people nuts. You know, are we nuts? <laughs> of course, we're nuts. We like being nuts. But but he actually took a really um, hard look at it. And I, I used to have Claude over my house in Tucson, and I really enjoyed him. And I have some videos of him on my YouTube channel. And what's so great about that is he was proposing like some of the quantum physicists did Mm -hmm. the models that at least are open let's put it that way you know Mm -hmm. because quantum entanglement and all this stuff is great but that still doesn't really get us into any hard sciences that are other than theoretical Mm -hmm. um and and cloud was in that same realm you know and this gets into ai too because you know i'll, I'll tell you this new era the astrology brought us into. Right. i can tell you we are going to have ai serpentining around our brains it's going to be like literally like minority report and blade runner here or the, the military has stuff that would creep us out they are building stuff that is stunning the, the uh, artificial intelligence they have and the unmanned things and the robotics they have way past anything we're seeing on the internet, way past and kind of scary, like Terminator type stuff I hear. And um, what's eerie about that is they will outsmart any one of us in terms of lower level logic and, um, I had a gentleman back in the eighties. He was I really liked him. His name was Don Myers. And he was a research scientist for the government in World War II. And I met him in the 1980s. He was getting on an age. And uh, just a genius. I've never met anybody who knew as much about electronics as he did. He'd sit there smoking his Lucky Strike cigarettes, and he'd go, "Well, well," and he'd go off, man. Guy could, yeah, he guy could—that was a genius. And he told me that he was on a research team, and they in the fifties were researching how efficient can a human being be. So the military was thinking about this a long time ago, and you know what they found out? He said, he "Said somewhere between max fifty, maybe sixty percent tops." He said because. We got to go to the bathroom, you get hungry, you get tired, you got to sleep, right? Oh, I don't feel like doing that. You get emotional. So we are really spiritual beings. And when you come to the military and business and productivity, they don't care. They want obedient workers. They want fast, obedient workers. Don't go to the bathroom until I say. So this is all about this right here and productivity, right? George Carlin was right. War is when old men in business suits send young men to war, now young women, for their business interests, and they want efficiency. So the robotics field and all the stuff Tesla proposed 100 years ago, they love, especially right now, because you don't get answers back from AI and robots. Mm -hmm. You just keep sticking new batteries in, right? So where they're at right now is eerie and where i'm going with this is they're talking now like elon musk is saying ai is going to take over the world he's right look at klaus schwab you know i don't know a lot of people may not know who he is you may not want to know who he is but he's he's like dr evil he was just i just heard him on the internet the other night going you know whoever rules AI will be the master of the world. I went, what am I listening to here? Is this a, is a James Bond movie or is this, a, is this really got this guy for real? Him, look at George Soros. He looks like the Sith in Star Wars. He yeah. actually looks worse than the Sith or the Emperor. So, um, you know, these guys are creepy. And, and these aren't the guys... I believe, at the top of the totem pole. These are the guys we're seeing. The, the real owners, and George Carlin was absolutely right. I love George. He he, he was one of my favorites. And I, I got to tell you, he was so right on when he said, forget the politicians, you have owners. And we do. The 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 people in Washington, if they're not bought and paid for, they're coerced. Or if they're not that, they're certain, they're just powerless. So the owners who print the money at the top of the pyramid they run this place. And those are the folks that I think are behind the is and the Klo Shwaps. And they really want transhumanism. They, they want uh, to integrate this stuff. You know, you will lose everything, be happy, and we'll program you. <laughs> so this is a really clash right now that I see between the demonic forces and globalism and, and nationalism. This is what the astrology says. And uh, where I was going a minute ago is AI is actually far more efficient at tasks, memorization, and all this stuff than any human being can be. Mm -hmm. But there's one thing that it doesn't have, and that's a soul. Right. Consciousness, and it'll never do what you do because we pick up a cup of coffee or a glass of water because we're thirsty. We Mm -hmm. cry. I love that movie Terminator Two with Schwarzenegger, where where you know, remember Arnold Schwarzenegger had to be lowered into the vat of you know bubbling uh, molten steel because he had to be destroyed because he said, "I can't cry like you do," and and that's the difference. Humanity is divine, and I always show this graph on my. YouTube videos, the one I just put up tonight has a really cool one, and it shows the four worlds of creation, and uh, the soul has created hundreds of dimensions above astrology, you know, and a lot of religions particularly the rabbis, have said, hey, you know, Israel's above astrology, right? And why do all the religions hate astrology? You know, or they despise it at least. And that's because they're right in one sense, and that we are above astrology. The astrology is the lower karmic machine that that seems to impinge upon uh, our, our incarnate worlds. And... The, the upper soul and the, what they call the Rosh, which is the spirit, and the Neshma, which is the lower soul, and there's actually two layers above that, are really what is the upper portions that are bleeding down into here. And
0: uh-huh. the
1: lower conscious mind is not us. You know, what we're talking with and listening with, It's it's not truly us. It's the Elemental that we create, it's called the lower conscious mind of the nefesh in the Hebrew, and it forms in the womb, and it actually can dissolve. That's why some ghosts hang around a long time, right. is the lower conscious mind is very fixed, and it's very interesting stuff. So, um, And that relates to AI, because AI will outsmart our lower conscious minds so mm-hmm. start doing mm-hmm. it.
0: Well, when you talk about AI, first thing that comes to mind is Sophia the robot. Sophia the robot's creepy. If you've ever seen her. The other thing that I've noticed with AI too is like for shows like this, if you know, for advertising and stuff, where if you're not gonna do in your own pitch for a show, there's AI software out there. There's companies that have this software out there that have that 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 will do it all in AI for you. It's all done for you.
1: Group chat. There, it, Group it's gonna get eerie. I mean people are doing their homework with it right now. They they have in China. Uh, you have probably seen those um uh, uh newscasters in China. Mm-hmm. It's eerie.
0: Yeah.
1: They're all AI. It's, yeah. it's a total robot.
0: It's crazy it's crazy, you know? And and they're getting so good even Disney, I mean I was just at Disneyland a few week a, week, a couple of weeks ago. And the animatronics in their newest stuff is so far better they, and they move like like they're actual people now. They're not the herky jerky I mean, no, the, the I technology know. is just moving on so fast.
1: You bet it is, and it will. Well, what do you think? What do you think? an un, you know, in other words, a bottomless pit of funding would be like in the secret black ops in the military. What do you think they got? They've been doing yeah. this. When we hear about it, they've probably been doing it for twenty-five years.
0: Well, that's all right yeah When we
1: hear the we hear the the names dropped uh, out in society and on the news. They've been doing it for 25, 30 years.
0: Well, that's what my dad used to say about air shows. You know, like when they started to bring out the SR seventy one Blackbird, and my dad would look at me and and he'd go, "I bet that I bet they're gonna ground this thing now, because it's been around for so long. Otherwise, they wouldn't be taking it public."
1: That's right.
0: Yeah,
1: and he was probably right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we have, you know, like this war in Ukraine, which I do not think is going to get better. I really don't. I, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I was asked on another show, and I cast an interrogation. Will will the Ukraine war finally, you know, be ending anytime soon? It doesn't look like it. Um, there's a lot of money being made there. There is a lot of mysterious stuff going on there. Some of the most powerful people in the world came out of that area over there. And, you know, we can't mention labs or anything like that. And I, I, it's atrocious. I, I wish war would never happen. I mean, when you see, back, I remember back in the seventies, I saw someone accidentally get shot it was horrible. I mean, people don't realize how gory it is to see a human body shot with a gun or with weaponry. It's mm-hmm. not pretty, you know, it's, it's stunning how much blood we have in us. And um, it's not a pretty sight. Um, And, and when you see war, I mean, those bombs, they're not smart. They, they, they call them smart bombs. They're not, they, they will blow up anything in their vicinity. And the problem right now with the, the brazenness of what's going on with this administration Mm -hmm. is, you know, everyone's worried about nuclear weapons and, and that's, a thing to worry about, for sure. But I can tell you, the weaponry the black ops got, the, the United States is sitting here with particle beams, directed energy weapons, and lasers on satellites, on ships, on battleships, on on a lot of these planes. You, they don't need to come back and get more uh, ammunition. They They just keep firing. And they have some really advanced weaponry. And this stuff doesn't drift with wind. It doesn't, you know, have to be calculated for distance. It's zap, and you got it. It's like Star Wars. And Petraeus let it out of the out of the hat uh, not too long ago on the news. They, they said, well, what if, you know, Putin, you know, let's go and nuke. He said, we'll take out his whole fleet. And you know what? He's probably right. They can So they've got weaponry right now. Like if China moved on Taiwan, I I really think the the secret military could kick the crap out of China and Russia at the same time and Mm -hmm. do it probably pretty fast. And the only reason they wouldn't do it fast is because it's too profitable not to. They make a fortune off of these weapons. I think Rothschild said it best where Rockefeller says, I make more in one day of war than I do in a year of peace." And they do, it's the business of war. It's really sad.
0: Isn't it a case, though, like in that kind of situation, too, that, I mean, if, if we're going to hit them, they're, they're going to hit us back.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they will, but we already did hit them. Look at the Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> right,
0: right, right,
1: right. right. No, you don't need a brick to fall on your head to know who did that. I mean, Biden stood right in front of us and said, if they go into Ukraine, we're going to take the Nord Stream pipeline and we'll be stopped. Well, it sure got stopped, didn't it?
0: Absolutely. Now, going along this line for AI, what about alien encounters? Do you believe any any of that, that that's all going to come out, too, that, that there's aliens actually here on Earth and whatnot?
1: Well I think they've been working with extraterrestrials. There's a lot I think that's where a lot of these directed energy weapons and particle beams and stuff may have come from. They're they're clearly I think they've been doing reverse engineering stuff for a long long time. I mean, you know, Lieutenant Corso and you know, Camille used to write for UFO magazine and I I got exposed to that whole world out here years ago. I actually was um uh, I had uh, the director of the Tucson UFO kind of commission me to to do a study on a lot of UFO events, and we looked at a lot of the more famous ones, like Maelstrom Air Force Base, um, the stuff going up at Skinwalker Maelstrom, uh, left at Eastgate and in in, uh, in Europe, and and many other Travis Walton on and on, and uh, Whitley Strieber. We looked at all these different charts and. Um, I I have also worked on remote viewing groups uh, where some of them have been involved with the military. Some of them have not. And um, very interesting stuff. And I I actually did some booklets on them that were very detailed. And the, the question on all of it was, was there any correlations between abductions or attacks or events and also remote viewing that we could tie into the celestial matrix of astrology, because, you know, a lot of people today, they call it astrology. Prior to the 1800s, it was astronomy and it still is, you know, when you really get into the true astrology, it's, it's astronomy. That's what it is. It's astronomy of the soul. And um, we found a lot of correlations. I found a lot of times abductions And not to discredit anyone who's had one, but some of them are a demonic attack. That's my opinion. And it showed up in the charts. And when I say showed up, I mean when the birth chart was analyzed. And then we looked at transits and progressions that were happening during the times of those events. Clearly, it was was, uh, there. I've had my own stuff. In the 70s, I had a motorcycle. About 3.30 in the morning, I'm coming home. And um, way up in the woods, northern near the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it's a little town called Saner and Saint Germain. People may have heard of it, Eagle River, and all that. So, and I was going along, um, about forty miles south of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So I'm going along, and I my I, I caught a yellow flashing light out of my mirror, and I look up, and sure enough, there's this weird football shaped you know, kind of triangulated, weird light up there, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything of it. And I kind of felt a little eerie. So I hit it a little bit and there's a lot of lakes up there. And then I ended up on our lake and I'm coming down because the lakes are always lower. So I'm coming down this hill to the Mm -hmm. lake drive. right? And sure enough, a couple of seconds later, boom, the bike dies. Right. And I went, okay. And then uh of course 70s I smoked back then right I took the big light- lighter out I lit it up and I'm looking around no blown fuses you know and then I thought well okay you know I'm still a few miles from home I don't want to ditch it in the woods so I I knew a guy that lived up the road so I pushed the bike down there and uh outside of his road and he came out and was going to give me a ride home and he noticed that same craft up there and then it caught my eye and i said yeah i saw that over on the other lake on big saint Germain lake and he goes yeah he goes, it's pretty weird he says we see these around a lot and so he gave me a ride home next morning uh took the pickup truck and my mom gave me a. Uh, her and i rode over together and um, i well, was going to put it in the back of the truck you know but just in case i brought her along in case i could get her running right in the light well to my amazement, I figured, well, I'm just going to try this thing. Right. And I remember the night before, we even took a wrench and arced the battery terminals dead, dead, because we wouldn't see if the battery was dead, you know. So, and it was, it was flat dead, not even a spark. So the next morning, I hit the, the, you know, ignition, boom, starts right up, ran like a top. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, no blown fuses. And, and this kind of stuff has happened to me a lot where I've seen weird craft and phenomena, missing time. Uh, a lot of people know about that. And um, there's clearly a lot going on. And I think our government is way in bed. This could be a lot more like men in black than we know. You know, It really could from what I've heard. I, I've talked to guys in the Marines. There's um, – I shouldn't say this, but he – he uh, they're doing a study right now of these craft off of Zuma Beach. And for anybody listening, Zuma Beach is right off Malibu. It's it's where Baywatch, a lot of those scenes, a lot of commercials done out there. Gilligan's Island, though, one of the scenes was filmed out there one time. And uh, it's also where Major Nelson met I Dream of Genie. They did a scene. This was a very famous place where a lot of filming is done. But off about probably about, I think it's about maybe six 800 yards out in the ocean. There's this huge shelf. You can actually see it. I think on Google earth, if you zoom in, there's this like big show and they say craft are coming in and out of there like crazy. And, um, these guys got some pretty good measuring equipment. They said it's almost instantaneous. Sometimes it's like, they're almost disappearing in portals, the speeds they're hitting. And, um, I, I heard God, it was back in the eighties. I was teaching a class at a college and, Uh, physics class. And one of the the students piped up. He said, my dad's an Emerald. And he says, they know they take uh, submarines underneath the California coast, almost all the way to Salt Lake City. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I'm not supposed to tell you that. But he said, he told me that. And I said, okay. So it makes you wonder, you know, what's really going on here? And then we hear Area 51. And I have talked to so many people in the ufology field. Jim Tulsa is a good friend of mine. And I stayed with Jim when the Phoenix lights were going on in Village Labs over there. Dr. Lin Katai. And um, in fact I met Lin Katai and and she came in with all the tapes and Jim was at Village Labs and Dr. Swimmer, we were all looking at the tapes <laughs> and I gotta tell you what anybody who you know has an IQ above room temperature can figure out real quick there was something going on there. And that was gigantor that craft. And uh, I have seen stuff driving across the 10 and the 8, uh, the 10 freeway, the interstate, and the 8, which goes down through Gila Bend into Tucson. That'll blow your hair back. I, I saw these torches that were like 10 stories tall up in the sky. It's wow. the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. And, you know, of course, I'm all by myself, you know, trying to get the phone fumbling, you know, <laughs> driving, you know, and, and, uh it's pretty wild stuff, I'll tell you that. There's a lot going on here. I've seen so many crafts in my lifetime. I, I used to travel across the United States on motorcycles, and I would all the time. I'd look up, and something would zip away in multicolors, You know, so
0: do, do you foresee in, in, in any disclosure happening where you know where we're actually going to find out? Like I said, like someone in your neighbourhood might might be an extraterrestrial, you know, or or a or a hybrid. And you don't and you don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like They Live. Remember, remember that movie? They I live remember alone. that movie, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the glasses, you look at all the signs and something different. The, uh, I, I I think they're keeping it quiet for a while. I hope they're not. I know there's a lot of stuff coming out on, on the news stations, and it's almost like they want us to know. Like these aerial balloons and aerial UAPs and all our UPAs, I think they call them aerial phenomena, um, unidentified yeah, aerial for the UAPs. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, I like the UFO, old school. But yeah, they they could only to their advantage. I don't think they're going to tell us that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met uh, what was his name, Doctor Stephen Greer, a nice guy, and Doctor uh, who was it, um, Lear? I don't know if anybody knows. Oh, him Doctor. Yeah, Dr. Le- yeah. He, of course he passed away, but we used to talk to him, and I mean, he was a really really nice guy. And I would see him over at the MUFON in um, Hollywood. Is, over
0: there. Isn't he the one that used to remove the implants? That's
1: right. He yeah. would take the implants out out of people's teeth, other feet all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would analyze them, take them to labs. There's no question. This is some really pretty bizarre stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one guy once in Colorado Springs, which that's where the Tesla lab is. Don't worry. There's nothing there. They took it all. But, um, The it's cool to see, but uh, the real stuff is gone. Um, But there was a doctor. His name was Dr. Hal Huggins. And he had shown me where they were hitting him with directed energy weapons. He had rashes all over his feet. And I remember I got jolted sitting by him in in the room talking to him. He he removed all the amalgams from people's teeth, uh, which he claimed was a huge health crisis. And I think he was right about that. But, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't give medical advice. But uh, my opinion was I got all mine out. And I'll tell you what, I started feeling better. And I had chronic fatigue so bad. And it helped me a lot.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of stuff that's going on. You know, we hear these stories of Skinwalker Ranch and these portals. And we hear... You know, stories of, you know, giants and Tartaria and all this stuff. There's a lot going on on this planet that nobody's telling anybody about it, about it at all. And I'm absolutely convinced a lot of it's true Uh uh, because I've seen with my own eyes. Uh Uh My, My grandmother, who was born in 1907, said in... The teens in the 20s, she saw all kinds of stuff on the farm. She said a big white ball of fire, which really wasn't fire, but it looked like fire, rolled through the front door of the house and rolled out the back door one day when the two doors were open. And she said she saw all kinds of stuff. So um, it's really cool.
0: Well, that's funny. We just did a case. Well, no, we didn't just do a case, but during COVID, we did a case out in, I think, Roseville or Rockland, where the family reported a, a ball of fire went, went right through their house and i mean I, I live in an area where we don't get you know lightning fire and all this so i mean who knows what the hell that was but uh they they swore yeah. up and down the whole family swore they saw this go right you know right right through the center of their house
1: and they probably did yeah and they probably did yeah, yeah. i mean i have you know had people although i think it was back in the late 70s about 79 when i was in a car and uh i was uh with a friend and he's the one who recognized I said, Jeff, he said, how the hell do we get on the other side of this interstate late at night? And I said, I looked at him and I said, Yeah, know, that's a really good question because I don't know. And he said, it almost seems like it's 20 minutes to a half an hour later. He's looking at his watch. You know, back then we wore watches. Now you have your phone. Right? But, um, you know, I, I mean, and we were both completely sober you know so this this is stuff that you know i don't know if you ever heard of dr john mack no i
0: haven't
1: Oh, Dr. John Mack is a real famous uh, psychiatrist. He's, um, I got to meet him with Camille out in Malibu. And a lot of people listening might have heard of him. Dr. John Mack was actually commissioned by the Rothschilds, or was, it, was it the Rothschilds or Rockefellers, to do a study on UFO and extraterrestrial phenomena from a psychiatric standpoint. Really smart guy. And he mysteriously got killed in London just about three years after we knew him, some a few years right after we met him. And we were actually sitting out at Frank Lloyd Wright's designed house out there in Malibu. I forget what, way up in the hills, gorgeous. And um, what an interesting guy. I mean, his opinion is not only is UFO or was, not only were, we, were the abductions true, but he it's kind of like how I feel too, and that is, and many others who research this that some of it is extraterrestrials and some of it's demonic, huh. and some of it's demonic. Um, you know, the, the demonics are very real. The smartest thing the spirits ever did was convince us they didn't exist, right? And the religions have really, I think, in some ways even though, yeah, we get a guy with a suit, tie and a microphone telling about the devil. It's just a little deeper than that one. And w- when you look at some of the ancient Hebrew documents in Chaldean and the Vedantic, um, and, and particularly when you get into some of the secret societies, they are exceedingly well aware of them. And, you know, we hear about a lot of the child trafficking, the cannibalism, the sacrifices. This is nothing new. This has been going on for thousands of years and there is something about blood, you know, of course, David Icke and all that. I met David Icke once and and David's a cool guy. You know, he gets ridiculed by some people, but I like David. He's actually a very smart individual and he's an observationalist. He's actually discovering a lot of things that are actually quite accurate. And, you know, this is a hard thing to report on. I love coming in from the more, Uh, astrological and spiritual paranormal angle, and that is that uh, many of these ancient texts prove it. Um, The video I just put out is, can astrology be both good and evil? And the answer is unequivocally yes. See, you can, you know, in a birth chart, especially in naughty astrology, if you're born with an exalted planet, That means, meaning a planet that's really strong is what that means. Uh That means you've got good karma in that specific area. If you're born with planets that are very challenged and is very complex, I I always say, forget Trinity, Neo, and Morpheus. This is truly the matrix here. And naughty astrology blows my hair back. I, I see people, they exit the body right when certain configurations happen. I just had a friend, Michelle White Dove. She just passed away. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a psychic and pretty well-known. She's really wonderful. She was a very good psychic. And uh, uh, a lot of people liked her. And um, I got to meet her a while back. We were going to do some show work together. And um, she just passed away. And I looked at the chart. See, the moon's eclipse points, which are known as the north and south nodes in the Western astrology, But in Vedic astrology, they call them Rahu and Ketu, the head and the tail of the dragon. You and I and everyone else listening will exit this body when we get in certain configurations by progressions and transits to those. They seem to have a very mysterious regulation on the longevity of life, which is different for everyone. You, You see children who don't live a day and you look at these charts and you go oh, my god you know i mean it's in the chart so we're looking at a matrix here and full circle to what you asked about before how do these planets work they, the well the the ancients said they grasp the aura but that's not gravity that's not you know some torsional wave it's it's stuff way beyond anything we can readily measure Mm -hmm. and it's certainly there i i there's angels that rule every single degree of the zodiac and i always rectify a chart in sidereal vedic astrology by looking at the see spirit is believed to become manifest right on the eastern horizon see we're all born at some place on this earth right When we draw first breath, they actually say the angel ties the spirit, psyche, and soul permanently to the body for the duration of the life at first breath. Breath is spirit. It's called Rosh. And that place that you're tied in, that hospital, that You know, wherever your mom had you, whether it's on the floor in the kitchen or at the hospital or in an airplane speeding along, you're that spirit is tied right at that point, and that is where spirit becomes manifest. And that degree, if you shoot like a laser off the Earth into deep space, you would find those fixed stars or what they call uh, angelic degrees. And every time I see them, they're so accurate, they're creepy. It's stunning. So, and, and it's one of like 10 angels that are, are believed to guide the soul. And it's not us. Their influences, they say, that the soul created. See, that's why I love Naughty Astrology. And Naughty Astrology says, you're not your astrology. Your astrology may be you. My camera time's up. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: so, so uh, where'd he go? Yeah. I mean, where'd he go? They abducted him. No blue beam, though. No. See, if you see a blue beam, then get worried. But you know um, I, think
0: about, I always think, you know, like like, like the Mario game, you, you know, when he drops off the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where you go. You're on that pile of Marios. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what's next for you?
1: What's next for me? I don't know. I oh, just okay. keep going.
0: Good answer. Yeah. I like that answer. It's honest. How, how yeah. can people find you? I sir? just take
1: it as it comes. <laughs>
0: how how can people contact you and find you sir
1: oh the best way is uh jeff at jeffharman.com it's h-a-r-m-a-n and then um yeah the email's the best way and then uh, also my youtube channel check it out and
0: you know some good stuff coming out of that thank you for coming on
1: yeah yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's, I haven't seen you in seven years. It's good.
0: Yeah. Let's not, let's not make we it. We didn't talk years.
1: much about hauntings, but but well, that's okay. Maybe, all maybe right. next
0: time. Huh? We'd like to have you back. Only not seven years, but sooner than seven years, obviously. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> you know my number. So, all yeah, right.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much and have a thank great rest of your day. Thank you so
1: meeting. much. You all too. Right. Okay. okay. You bet. Bye now. Okay.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. That was fun. I learned a lot. Okay, and uh, yeah, that was a great discussion. Tomorrow is it's Friday, casual Friday. I haven't heard from Nancy for a couple days because she's been sick. So hopefully all goes well tomorrow for Nancy. And we can get her back on uh, tomorrow. So that will be our casual Friday. You know, we've talked about spiritual attachments before. But what we never really got into to talk about was how some attachments will make you feel. Because like a, like I talked to, talk to people in previous shows where we've had the discussion about... Um, them draining your energy, you know, when, when you have a, 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 a entity goes through you and things like that, that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow is, 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 is what can happen if something is attached to you. So that'll, you know, so that ought to be an interesting topic tomorrow. Thank you guys for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, I have to get Jeff back on sometime. That's pretty fun. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, Share it with five of your enemies. Again, we're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And let me cue all this stuff up. There we go. Cue up my buttons. I don't have any information to show you on him. My hard drive is filled up, so I have to clear my hard drive of some stuff. And I can't even operate Photoshop on here to put together the uh, slideshows or anything for the end. So you're just going to have, if you want to contact him, either you know Google his name or go back and just play the end of the show off the best I can do. Um, I, I got in here late because I had a late doctor's appointment, so I didn't get a chance to clear my hard drive to do any graphics work. So I'll be doing that tonight. But anyway, I want to thank you all. And again, uh, if you're watching from Facebook, and if you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button. Also, um, hit, hit the like button. To, you know, If you like the show, hit that like button. If you're watching from YouTube, once again, over here in the bottom right-hand corner is that is that ghost with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat on. Please be sure to click on him. And uh, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the YouTube page. Or if you're watching from YouTube, please hit that like button. I'd appreciate it. I'm also on Instagram under ghostygal, lowercase. Uh, We are over at uh, TikTok under California Haunts. And uh, that's all lowercase as well. We're Haunts on Twitter. Anyway, I want to thank all you guys for coming. And I really appreciate it. And I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great rest of your evening.